a common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. With us today is uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and uh, he is one great American. Uh, he was number one in his class in West Point. Uh, he was CIA director and Secretary of State. And uh, if something's going on in the world, he knows about it. Uh, Mr. Secretary, uh, uh, tell us, uh, there's so many things going on uh, in the world. Let's start with Mexico. Mexico is shipping all this fentanyl to America, and uh, it's killed over 100,000 Americans in the last uh, 12 months. And uh, it killed more Americans in 12 months than we lost in Vietnam, Korea, and Afghanistan all put together. I mean, this is almost a war against America. And uh, uh, Lindsey, Senator Lindsey Graham the other day says that we should take out some of those fentanyl uh, 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 some of those fentanyl factories. Um, and we lost, uh, and uh, near Monterey, uh, we lost a few Americans. Uh, tell us what you feel like. Well, John, uh, thanks for having me on again. It's great to be back with you. Clearly, the challenge that is presented to the United States from our southern border is enormous. We've talked on many occasions about illegal immigration, the fact that these folks are coming across in massive numbers, never before numbers, presents lots of risk, one of which you, you walk through, right? The risk that you have all these drugs coming in, fentanyl amongst them. Uh, it's going to kill lots of Americans. And so it's not just about the immigrants who are coming across. Uh, we, we need to secure that southern border for multiple reasons, including both the, the people, uh, the drugs, and then don't forget, too, uh, there's lots of other stuff, including potentially terrorists. I think some five dozen people on the terror watch list have come across our southern border in the last two years since the Biden administration has taken office. And you don't, you don't have to pretend it's a problem that can't be solved because we had solved it. In the Trump administration, we had largely addressed this, and then they just ripped up a policy that was making sense. You know, the final piece of this is uh, the threat from these cartels uh, that they extend inside of our country in ways other than just the drugs that come across. We saw two Americans killed this week. Uh, the Mexican government's inability to control its own real estate, right? There's no Mexican government in charge of large parts of the nation of Mexico today. is bad for the people of Mexico. We need to help the Mexican government figure out how to do this. But in the end, we're going to have to do the things like Senator Graham talked about. We're going to have to do the things that protect America. And whatever it takes to keep Americans safe is on the list. And if that means declaring these cartels as terrorist organizations, I think that would be a very, very good decision. Mr. Secretary, it's uh, Rita Cosby. It's great to have you here. You know, it's amazing. Um, today, just a few hours ago, the president of Mexico actually said this, and I can't wait to get your reaction to this. He said, we don't produce or consume fentanyl. Like, basically, it's your problem, America. What is your reaction? Oh, goodness. Well, he's partly right about that. Uh, this fentanyl is beginning its journey to the United States outside of Mexico. Largely, it's coming from the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, so that part's true. Uh, it's also true that we have a far bigger demand for this than there is in Mexico. But to say it's not his problem, which is what I think you're getting at, uh, that's not true. He is allowing his country to be used as a trans transshipment location. Uh, it's coming into our country from his country. 
we have not only the right to figure out how to stop this, but the duty to figure out how to stop this. And we want him to be part of that. We, this is not it's not anything about the Mexican government other than, hey, if you guys can't solve this problem, we're going to. Uh, they ought to be part of helping us solve this. Uh, we should demand that they are. We did it on immigration. We went down and we said, look, you've got to help us stop these caravans. You've got to help us protect our country. Uh, and they did. Uh, if President Biden would use a true American power in this way, we could reduce the deaths from fentanyl here inside our own country, wherever those drugs actually began. Understood. Uh, going to the other part of the world, I mean, it looks like China is extending their fingers into other countries uh, uh, besides uh, buying oil, a lot of their oil from Russia at a substantial discount. Uh, and India is buying a lot of their oil from Russia at a substantial discount. Now, China is urging Saudi Arabia to be uh, diplomatic uh, relations with Iran. How do you feel about that one? Well, here's, here's the thing. If the United States won't stand with its friends, if it won't be prepared to do the things that need to be done to honor the commitments we've made, uh, and the Chinese Communist Party is threatening them, they're going to find, they're going to hedge their bets. Every, every country will choose that, not just not just Saudi Arabia, as you mentioned, but every, every country will, will, will find a way that we've seen this with the Europeans, we've seen this in Africa, we've certainly seen it in Southeast Asia. That means America just has to be a good friend to do the things we promised we would do. That's good for America. That's good right here at home. Right When we had the balloon fly over our country for five days, that, that is shameful. But it, it sends a message to the, to the world that says the United States isn't even, isn't even prepared to stop the Chinese from spying from a balloon going at about four miles an hour over its own airspace. Uh, this, this is the wrong signal. It leads to fewer friends in the United States for us and more friends for China around the world. And that's not good for any family here at home in America. Do you see that turning around, Mr. Secretary? Uh, yeah, it's going to take new leadership, Rita. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it's going to require the Biden administration to actually do what they said they would do. Their, their words with respect to China are pretty good. Now they need to start to actually execute against that plan, building out a, a network of friendships around the world, putting, putting the American people first, just like we did for four years. When you begin to get that right, you can push back against the Chinese Communist Party. And if you get that wrong, they will extend, to your point, John, they will extend their grip, their power, their influence over a lot of countries that will cause real trouble for us down the road. Uh, agreed. And uh, uh, what's happening right now is, I, I hate to say it, I think a lot of these countries have a lack of confidence in the uh, President Biden government. And uh, India is hedging their bets uh, Pakistan is hedging, hedging their bets. Uh, Iran, uh, Iraq. Uh, I, I don't know where to begin and start. I mean, uh, uh, no, John, is it you've just, got it right. Yeah. yeah. So you got it exactly right. These countries are they, they, they want to be America's friend. They want to trade with America. They want their kids to come study in America. They want to travel and visit America. They want to do business with America. But if America is not going to live up to its commitments to its own people, if we're going to if we're going to teach our kids that America is a racist nation. Uh, why, why would they not find another way, an alternative, a risk reduction mo- model? Right? You talked about hedging. That's the behavior you're seeing around the world. We we need the Biden administration to to defend America, to be strong, to be proud, not to apologize for America ever. And when we do those things, we will have better partners, more friends around the world, and Americans will be safer and more prosperous as a direct result of that. I agree, hundred percent. 
You know, um, it's interesting, too. You hit on a good point there. Um, as always, uh, Mr. Secretary, we love having you on, the former Secretary Mike Pompeo. Um, you know, it's interesting is you, you touch on sort of we're focused on pronouns and focused on climate change and not really focused on energy security and economic security. I, I mean, are we just missing the mark? And do you, again, sort of see this changing even before potentially new leadership? Or are we just sort of down the road and, and we're sort of set on it? Well, I think I think I think it's going to probably require new leaders, although I will say the committee in the House of Representatives led by Chairman Gallagher is doing really good work. And some of it is bipartisan. So I'm happy about that. But your, your point's exactly right. When when your lead negotiator is John Kerry, right, when you send John Kerry around the world to lead on climate change, the rest of the world says, hmm, you know, I'm not so sure. And when you are conducting uh diversity, equity, and inclusion training for our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, and you're missing your recruiting targets by 25%. That does not instill confidence either in our own military or our adversary's view of our military power. We've we got to get that back right. I hope that we will. The president's budget on defense was okay. I hope they'll go execute against that in a way that actually protects America. We, we, we understood that American power was important to the American people, and we did it in a way that we didn't start a single war, Rita, not one, four years. We got a lot of our young men and women back, but the world knew that the United States, under our leadership, was tough enough to be a good friend. Well, speaking of being tough enough, um, big news, of course, today it was a unanimous vote um, in the House of Representatives going over to President Biden to release the details of the origins of COVID. Again, it kind of goes back, of course, to China. Do you, I know, do you think we'll get to the bottom of this? Do you think the president will sign it? And do you think we'll finally get some answers? Oh, goodness. I'm only chuckling because it was almost exactly three years ago where I went on ABC Sunday, morning, Sunday show and said, hey, this, the dengue virus came from the lab, I, I summarize. Uh, and I was ridiculed, called a racist. Now it's pretty clear this is what it was. I don't know that we'll ever see any more evidence, but we don't need to. This virus came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It was accidentally released from there. Uh, I, I know that to be true. Uh, I hope they'll release all the data that they have, all the evidence. I think everybody will see that 100% of the evidence points to exactly that. When I hear Dr. Fauci come out and say, well, you know, we saw some evidence about the wet market and it was never clear, that's just not true. Uh, it, it, it's fundamentally false. Dr. Fauci knows better. He, he knows that, that NIH was funding gain-of-function research around the world, including likely in this lab, and he was covering up. We, we know where this virus began. We know that Xi Jinping made the decision to ship it around the world by having contagious people get on airplanes and travel. Uh, this caused enormous loss of life all around the world, including a, a million folks here in the United States. Huge impact on the global economy. And Xi Jinping needs to be accountable for this. And I, I hope the Biden administration will release this information because when they do, the world will demand accountability. And that is much deserved. Mr. Secretary, thank you for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak out for our country. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. Great having you here. Thank and you've you got a new you, book. Reader. Tell us about the new book, yeah, Rita. Yes, oh, my goodness. And by the way, give never an give an inch. And by the way, that is the epitome <laughs> of your life. And what a great title, Mr. Secretary. <laughs> well, bless you, Rita. Thank you. And John, thank you for giving me a chance to be on the show again today. Thank have, you. Have a good one.